0: Love Talk Radio. around the world streaming live on the internet it's real estate coaching radio bringing you the latest news interviews and secrets of the top producers hosted by award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio and we are your hosts Tim and Julie Harris and if this of course is your unfiltered full-strength honesty your source for all information about what is truly working, get you into action, make you money in this new real estate boom. So I did a few free coaching calls today, and I know Julie did as well. And it was very interesting to me that a lot of you, some of you who have just discovered us are, again, discovering us because your real estate businesses are really starting to take off and you don't quite know really how to handle it. In many cases, your success is not necessarily locked down yet, for this new real estate recovery and you're wanting to learn what to do to make the most of this new real estate boom. You know, this real estate boom will probably last seven to ten years. That's what I would expect. That's what all you should be prepared for mentally and emotionally and that way you can be benefiting financially down the road. It's really quite simple. When it comes to your mindset about your real estate business, it really has to be completely changed than it was, say, for example, over the last seven years. So. Let's start with a simple fact that real estate does go in cycles. It goes into a seven-year, seven to ten-year cycle, and what we're experiencing now is an up leg that will last seven to ten years. In some parts of the country, in some markets, maybe even in your market, it's not feeling particularly boomish yet, but it will. Compare this market to, say, how it felt two years ago, and I'm sure even in a slow recovering market, you're still going to be able to you know, look to see that, indeed, the market has been recovering. It's going to recover quicker and quicker. There's all kinds of different signs that the economy is recovering uh, in all different sectors. And really, long story short, guys, we are at the very beginning stages of the new real estate boom. A lot of times when we do these free coaching calls, The question that comes up all the time is, what should I be doing? What should I be focused on? A lot of you know what you should be focused on, know what you should be doing. You just don't do it. But let's just start with the real basics. When you're rebuilding your real estate business or when you're really trying to make the most of this new real estate boom, you've got to take into consideration, first of all, what your actual strengths are. Not everyone's going to be coming to uh, the real estate market with the same set of strengths not everyone's going to be coming to the real estate market with the same abilities. Not everyone's going to come to the real estate market with the same backgrounds. I had a, a free coaching call earlier today with a gal who was a fairly recently retired school teacher. And her goal was to make essentially $2,000 a month and, you know, $24,000 a year. Very realistic expectations for what she can do in her real estate business. So the advice that I'm going to give her on her free coaching call is going to be completely different than, say, for example, if I'm talking to somebody that's uh, already selling 200 houses a year, that wants to basically save a million dollars in cash over the next 24 months. I had one of those coaching calls where someone's wanting to increase their net worth and they've already got a very strong real estate business and they're not really sure why uh, you know, they haven't been increasing their business every year. And the suggestions that I gave to that person was just because what you've done in the past worked, it's not guaranteed that it's going to work in the future. This new real estate market requires new sets of skills, new ways of thinking. It's interesting to me that in, in the past, real estate cycles like what was working in the real estate business, it would work for maybe seven years, maybe longer and you look back to some of the things that are being offered to you guys as far as educational products it 's the same stuff that in many cases was being offered you know twenty thirty years ago you 've got you know the over the phone prospecting you have the you know the bait and switch advertising you 've got the buy referral type stuff so those are the sort of core elements of the things that have been offered to agents for ages and ages and ages now. Some of you are frustrated because you're realizing that, you know, you're still doing all the things that you learned to do, that you were told to do, say back in the 90s, and it's not working as well as it used to. And you're starting to blame yourselves. That's a huge mistake. The fact is, is that it's not your fault that you're not actually producing like you were before most likely it's not completely your fault anyway it's what you're trying to do doesn't work as well as it used to so sometimes people come to their free coaching calls and they ask me questions like you know Tim I used to do nothing but over the phone prospecting calling fizzbos and expireds, and now it doesn't seem to work as well or now I'm not getting the same level of results and I can hear in their voice that they're doubting themselves but the reality is it's not them that the pro- that, that that's the problem. The fact is it's the, you know, the reality of it is it's the way that they're doing it. It's the scripts that they're using. In mm-hmm. some cases, it's the fact that hey, guess what? Virtually everybody uses a cell phone now. So is it really truly a surprise to you that you can't get you know the phone numbers sufficient enough for you to make the contacts? So what's happened is, is the market's changed, but in that particular example, that coaching student hasn't changed. They need to evolve their approach to the market, and they need to realize that just because what they did before worked, there's no guarantee that it's going to work at all or at the same level. You know, Centers of Influence and in Past Client Marketing, that's another, for example, and we talk about that a lot. So it used, to, well, it will always work at some level, but it won't work it the way it used to work. And I'll give you a very simple explanation. If you were in the market today to purchase, uh, let's say you needed to find a roofer to fix a roof on your house. I mean, Julie and I have a slight roof leak in our house here in Austin, Texas, and it doesn't rain very often, so it's not that annoying, but I mean, I've got to get it fixed, right? Well, we only moved here last year, so I don't know a roofer. So what I'm going to do, and this is the process that I'm going to go through, and this is the process that everybody goes through. Is the first thing I'm going to do is, you know, obviously I'm going to ask myself, do I know a roofer? In the, my particular example, the answer is no. Then I'm going to go and I'm going to start maybe asking some of the uh, our neighbors or I might ask, you know, somebody else I know a coaching student in the area. That, you know, who do you suggest as a roofer? And if they don't know somebody, then and only then will I start being susceptible to an ad. And that might be an online ad. It might be a, you know, a mailer. It might be something of that nature. So what we know statistically is that most people, when they're going through the process of deciding who they're going to hire to, in let's say, you know, obviously perform a real estate service for them, they are going to go through the same process. Do I know somebody? If not, can I ask a trusted friend or advisor? And if they don't know somebody, then I'm going to respond to an ad. Advertising is the least effective, and I think statistically, I don't remember the exact numbers, but when you look at these different studies that have been done on the decision making process, most people will make their decision who they're going to hire based on the first two categories. Do I know somebody personally, or can I get a referral from a trusted friend or advisor? And it was something like 9% of the time then they'll hire somebody based strictly on an ad. Now, as you enter into this new real estate market and new real estate economy, you have to realize that, that is the same process that people use. And so traditional by-referral-only type marketing did work in the past because that was the process. It was leveraging the fact that most people will do business with somebody that they know or a referral from a trusted friend or advisor. Okay, everyone's on the same page. Now here's the reason that it doesn't work at the same level because who people know and who they go to for advice has changed. So say 10 years ago. If you wanted to hire a roofer, you would have probably either known someone or found someone through a friend. Nowadays, if you want to hire a roofer, what do you do? If you don't know somebody, you don't go to a friend first. You go to the Internet first, don't you? You start doing searches on social media. You might go to Angie's List. You might go to all kinds of different things to find somebody that you trust. And then maybe in your pursuit of finding a roofer on, say, Angie's List, you might you know, click on an ad. See, the whole process of going about selecting a realtor if you're relying on centers of influence and past clients it's changed but the way that agents are being taught to use that system haven't changed you guys are still being taught to do pop-ins drop-bys drop-off forget-me-not seeds and pumpkin pies and all these different types of things that did work in the past but won't work at the same level today you guys get what I'm saying here so what you've got to do is you've got to embrace the fact that those old concepts they will not work at the same level you can work them as hard as you like for as long as you like, but the results are still going to be diminishing. Another thing that's happened—I've seen this happen, and you guys have too. You've experienced all of this. I mean, when I say stuff like this to you, a lot of you are, I'm sure, saying to yourselves, "Well, of course, Tim, that's what happens. It just makes sense." And yet, and yet, thousands of you are still beating your heads up against the wall, trying to get any kind of result from doing these same things that you intuitively know don't work anymore. Let's, you know, let's go back and talk about the, the centers of influence in past client marketing. Everyone's taught that that's the core fundamental element of all their businesses and it's true. But if you're thinking that you're going to get results from it, say for example, doing the mailers and doing all that, and you think that you're going to be mailing something unique to your centers of influence and past client, or the forget-me-not seeds are going to put you at top of the mind when they decide that they want to put their house for sale, you know, and again, in the past 10, 15, 20 years ago, that may have been novel. But now, there's so many different agents that are doing something very similar to that It's oversaturated. Just because, and here's the idea, just because somebody is on your center of influence and past client list, what makes you think they're not on dozens of others? You see, guys? Now, when you put all these pieces together and you look at all the complexity that's entered into the marketplace and how much things have changed, and then I have one of these free coaching calls with you guys and I hear in your voice, you're scared sometimes, you're frustrated, you're wondering why this real estate recovery is passing you by, and you think that you've lost your edge. I'm here to tell you, in many cases, you haven't lost your edge. It's just what you're doing needs to be updated. I mean, some of you guys are walking around in 80s ideas and 80s clothes and 80s thinking and 80, you guys get the idea. Or maybe you're walking around, and you still think, Bill Clinton's president or at least what you're doing now in your business is what you did when Bill Clinton was president. You get the idea? This, is, this new market that we're entering into, you're going to see all kinds of opportunities at a level that we've not seen in a generation. One of the opportunities that I'm really excited about, um, you know, it's kind of funny, you read this conflicting information about the baby boomers' kids, and, oh, they're living in their basements, and they're doing all that stuff, and they're just a bunch of slackers. Well, guess what? That's the same thing they've said about every single generation, but eventually what happens? People, you know, get married, they have kids, they want to buy their own house, so they realize that, you know, they have to become homeowners just like the rest of us have. That is the path that will always be true in the United States. Part of the American ethos of the American dream is being a homeowner. Well, that process is indeed starting again. And we're starting to see all kinds of new construction around the country start. We're seeing all kinds of new opportunities with working with these guys that are in their late 20s, early 30s. You know, all kinds of money that's going to be made. If you just shift your focus and realize that even if you're doing something in the past that's worked and you're still trying to do it, don't be surprised, again, if not only what you're doing but the market and what you're trying to serve, that's shifting as well. This All all this information and more can be very confusing. It can be very overwhelming. It can be very daunting. I get that. That's the reason you guys have to request a free coaching call. We love doing the free coaching calls. The reason I personally like doing them, it, to be honest with you, is they're self-serving. Because when I'm talking to you guys, I get to learn from you, in many cases, so a lot of you guys are fantastic agents, exactly what your headwinds are, exactly the challenges that you're having uh, every single day, that are maybe new and different because of this new and different market and helps to make me a better coach. That's the way I approach these calls. What is unique about you and how can I help you leverage and maximize your particular opportunities in this new real estate market? Be excited about what the next seven, 10 years, seven to ten years will be. Even if you've gotten your butt kicked during the recession, really, who hasn't at some level had their butt kicked in the recession? Everybody has. That's normal. What's abnormal is that you don't put that behind you. At least, not let it rule your decisions that you're making today. Enter into the next seven to ten years that you're going to, you know, have no debt. You're going to pay your house off. You're going to save enough money so that seven to ten years from now you don't have to worry about money again. We, I ask this question all the time. So, if you were, uh, let's say, back in the in the real estate boom, let's say it's 2003, 2004 right at really arguably the peak of the real estate boom, you knew there were three or four years ahead of you where the real estate market was going to potentially be, you know, really fantastic opportunity for you to make money. What would you do differently? If you could go back in time, you know, better than 10 years basically, and you knew for sure that you were experiencing what was going to be a huge run-up in the real estate market, what would you do differently? The answers are always the same. You would not accumulate debt. You'd not over-leverage yourself. You'd save more money. And frankly, you wouldn't, you know, abuse money or at least at the very least you wouldn't take it for granted the opportunity that that market presented. Right? So when you're looking back, what's the prominent thought? You would have saved more money. You wouldn't have accumulated debt so that now you'll be, a, you would have been in a better financial situation. Well, the real estate gods, if there are such a thing, have now served on a silver platter, all of us, another real estate boom. So now we're going, you know, this is going to be the market that's going to be better than the previous market. The last market was fueled by arguably artificial demand from crazy mortgage products. This new real estate market is going to be fueled by legitimate demand from an epic demographic shift. And that's what's exciting. You're going to have the baby boomers downsizing. You're going to have the Generation X people that are buying their ultimate houses. You're going to have the Generation Y folks that are buying their first homes. You're going to have all this going on simultaneously, not just some investor or some greedy seller or some REO or some short sale, but all these different aspects of the real estate market that are exciting, you know, that are creating huge opportunities. For you to help others, obviously, and accumulate wealth. So, I hopefully you guys are all excited about that. Now, the topic of the next few radio shows this week are going to be specifically about the the eleven habits of the uh, you know real estate millionaire. So, we're going to be talking about those a little bit when we come back from this quick commercial break. Okay. Well, no commercial break for you. <laughs> that's fine something's going on at our uh, broadcasting station and it's no problem all right so these are the points that I wrote down point number one and Julie and I were uh, researching these points because we were kind of sitting down actually over the weekend and we were writing down what are the things that we see in common amongst the top producers that we don't necessarily see in virtually any other level Production. So let's assume a top producer is going to be somebody that's selling in excess of 100 homes per year, somebody that's making you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars per year. So this first point I thought was really interesting, and Julie wrote this one down: brag discreetly. You know, brag discreetly. In other words, don't toot your own horn. Don't get in the position where you're constantly talking about yourself and your success and your accomplishments. One of the things that is a huge turnoff to everybody is when, you know, basically people know that when you're around you, all you want to do is talk about yourself. So that's a bad habit. It's a bad habit that will actually result in you alienating folks that might otherwise choose to do business with you. Some of you have gotten into the habit of talking about yourselves too often, and you brag about your success too often, or you talk about your failures too often. In other words, you're talking about yourself too often. One of the things you can do to stop that is write this down. Uh, you need to, you know, these, a couple of good points is you need to count how many times when you're talking to somebody you use personal pronouns. You know, I, me, things of that nature. How often do you want to turn the conversation to talk about yourself? How often do you, are you listening to someone talk where what you're thinking about is what you're going to say next? In other words, you might be with them listening to them talk, But what you're really doing is you're thinking about what you're going to say next. You know what? People can sense that you're not listening. People can sense that you're basically waiting on bated breath to say your point. It is rude, and again, it's going to run people off. Become a good listener, and the first thing you can do is stop talking about yourself. Stop talking about your accomplishments. Stop talking about your failures. Just don't talk about yourself at all. Follow this conversation pattern. Write this down, guys. F-O-R-D, Ford, right? So you guys, in some cases, don't know how to steer the conversation away from you and towards other people, and that's fine. So follow the pattern of Ford, and when you're talking with someone in a party, when you're walking your dog, when you're in line at Starbucks, the way you make it so that you are making a everlasting positive impression Uh, about yourself with them is you don't talk about yourself you express interest sincere interest in them you learn to ask questions about them so before i get to the particulars of what ford stands for here's the idea when was the last time anybody ever asked you any questions about you think about that when was the last time You know, someone actually went beyond the, how was your day? How are you feeling? You know, those niceties of our society, which are nice, right? But how often do those conversations actually lead to somebody? When is the last time somebody actually was listening to what you had to say? And, you know, how do you know they're listening? Because they're listening to what you're saying, and they're responding based on what you said, so few of us have any opportunity to talk to anybody ever that actually gives a crap about what we have to say if you're lucky your mother might be that person or your grandmother it's so rare that we actually have anyone in our life that actually listens to us it's interesting isn't it well i can tell you that a lot of our coaching students you know one of the first things we always try to teach them is what i'm sharing with all of you guys right now and uh yeah i know i know for a fact that know, julie myself and a lot of our other coaches we hear on a regular basis that our students know that we care about them and how do they know that we care about them because we know to listen and we never talk about ourselves our time with you on a coaching call is not about us it's about you it's about what's best for you it's about helping you accomplish your goals and dreams. It's about helping you find the shortest path to get the greatest result. It's about helping you avoid the pitfalls of, you know, that so many other agents will be, fall prey to because they aren't knowing the way around some of the obstacles that this real estate industry presents to us. Coaching calls are about you, but outside of that, not ever does someone actually show sincere interest in you. You become the person that shows sincere interest in other people, and you will have a magnetism um, towards success. People will want to be around you. They'll want to talk with you. They'll want to know what you know. They'll enjoy your company. All of a sudden, you'll have this quality about you to the extent that you, it'll almost be, in some ways, intimidating, and I mean that in a nice way. Ford stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. Write that down, everyone. Family occupation recreation dreams what does that mean it means that when you're talking with someone and you're not wanting you now know hopefully and you'll internalize this not to talk about yourself because nobody wants to hear about you when was the last time you were talking to somebody and you actually wanted to hear them talk about themselves it never happens give people an opportunity to talk about themselves show sincere interest in it follow the conversation pattern afford family occupation recreation dreams you start out by asking them questions about their family Then you follow up, assuming the conversation is long enough that they, you know, basically the family conversation has been exhausted, which very rarely happens, by the way, if you think about it. And then you move on. You talk about what they do for a living. Then you ask what they do when they're not working. You know, flow naturally to talk about the weekends, you know, recreation. Do you have a boat? Do you play tennis? Those types of things. And then dreams. Dreams. You know, have you ever been to Europe? Have you ever thought about this or that? Or, you know, what are the things that, those types of things? Now, you can imagine if you're in a conversation with someone, imagine yourself there now. And let's say you go to a BNI group or you go to a PTA meeting and maybe your behavior in the past has not been what you want to continue to, uh, you know, do. So you go and you're talking at this PTA meeting. After the PTA meeting, people are sitting around having coffee. You're not going to talk about yourself. You're not going to talk about your real estate deals. You're not going to talk about anything other than their family. So you're going to connect with some folks and you're going to start asking them questions about their families. Where are they from? How long they've moved, lived in the area? You know, what caused them to move here? Why they, you know, how many kids do they have? What schools do they go to? You know, obviously if you have children and your kids go to the same schools, you'll find lots of commonalities there, but don't allow the conversation to go back to you talking about yourself. Then you can flow into what do you do for a living, or what does your husband or wife do for a living, and how do you like that company, and I've all those, da, 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 right? Get it? So you follow that conversational pattern, guys, and you will attract people to you at a higher level than you can ever possibly imagine. Now the reason that effective communication has never been so important, and you need to have the right words to communicate the right meaning and remove any room for misinterpretation by people that are hungry to point out flaws. The trick is choose your words carefully. Be specific and pay attention to context. Words can be warped beyond recognition if used carelessly. Relating only to the bare essentials helps in that matter. And if you don't have anything nice to say about people, don't bother saying it at all. Listen to others. Really listen. Don't just nod while you're waiting for them to finish talking. You never know when the value of information could be couched in a simple in simple banter. Listen everywhere, even to conversations around the office. Sometimes there's gold to be found in the gossip. But with that said, and the most important aspect of that point was don't gossip, don't say anything bad about anyone. Don't be the person if you find yourself wanting to be the person that starts out with phrases like, have you heard? and things of that nature That's not coming from your higher self. That's an ego thing. You're wanting to basically be the person passing the information around, the gossip around. Don't be that person because the people you're going to attract are not the people you're going to want to attract. Good, level-headed, minded folks know to avoid gossip. Know to avoid you know, libelous or slanderous type behavior when you're communicating about other people. Notice that if you are, have become, now you're realizing maybe for the first time, that you've become the office gossip. You've become the purveyor of bad news. You've become the person that likes to start out statements like, have you heard? Look around to see what kind of people you're attracting to you. Are those the kind of people that you want to be? Are those the kind of people you want to learn how to, you know, learn how to be a successful anything from? Generally, no. Like energy attracts the same types of energy. Energy attracts the same energy. So, in other words, if you're being negative, if you're looking for excuses to, you know, rationalize your lack of production or your lack of success, I promise you, you'll easily find people that will reinforce that behavior. The world is filled with them. Don't be one of those people. So we're going to pick up these 11 habits tomorrow, and we're going to talk about these probably through Thursday. Your homework from today's call is really quite simple. If you've not had a free coaching call yet, request one. Free coaching calls for agents.com. If, you know, here we are in July, I know, I can add, I have like, a calendar, six months left this year. And, you know, I will tell you what I'm about to say, and some of you are going to roll your eyes, say, oh, Coach Tim, you say this every call, but it's true. There are six months left this year on the calendar, but are there really six months worth of working months left? No, there are not. It's quite simple. Your homework from today's coaching call, from today's Real Estate Coaching Radio Show, is to take a calendar out, starting with December, then work your way back, and start marking the days that you will not be working. Or you can mark the days that you will be working. It's up to you. Be honest. Be realistic. You will not be working for two weeks in December, maybe longer. You will be taking probably time off in November for Thanksgiving. I'm sure you will. Last week in October, let's be honest, that's not really going to be a very productive week. I'll keep on going back. You know, you have challenges in September with kids going back to school. Obviously, that sometimes affects August sales as well. Of course, August is usually family vacation month. You guys get the idea. Take out the weekends. Take, about, take out any extra days you're going to be taking off. Maybe you have a special vacation. I have some coaching clients going to Europe. I have some coaching clients that are planning on, you know, taking off for going to their cabins up. And I have someone, you know, do all kinds of different things. You guys, a lot of you, a lot of our personal coaching students are just having fantastic years and absolutely positively should be enjoying the fruits of your labor. That is the point of work. The point of work is to support your lifestyle. Your lifestyle is not to support your work. So enjoy it. Enjoy the summer. Enjoy your family. Enjoy being alive. Embrace the opportunities that you've created for yourself. But, guys, be realistic. If we're being honest and you start taking out the weekends, taking out the normal holidays, taking out the extra time you're taking off, how many actual working days do you have left this year? I bet it's not even 60, six zero, two months. So, effectively, you don't have six months' worth of working days left you have maybe two months worth of working days left 60 days with that in mind how do you feel i bet you feel a lot more pressure challenge me on this go to a calendar do it find out if what i'm telling you works for you it will and then ask yourself what do i need to be doing now to take advantage of the next six months Embrace the fact that we're at the beginning stages of the real estate boom. Embrace the fact that you can write your own real estate comeback story. And you can make the next seven to ten years. This isn't hype, guys. It's just a fact. Seven, year, seven to ten-year real estate cycles have been true forever, and we're just entering into another seven to ten-year real estate cycle. Make the most of it. Make this not just your opportunity to write your comeback story, which is the case for a lot of you. You're rebuilding from the real estate crash. But make this the best opportunity the best cycle in your personal life your business life your personal life your financial life every aspect of your life over the next seven to ten years is the best seven to ten years of your life I don't care if you're 81 or if you're 18 doesn't matter where you are realize that this in this industry is going to be better than the best ten seven to ten year cycle we've ever experienced probably in the last hundred years Every demographic reason is pointed in our favor. Interest rates are pointed in our favor. Family formation is supporting the 7- to 10-year cycle. Every single – you know, look how many new people are moving to the United States. More than ever, America has become the landing spot for immigrants, especially, hey, look around, guys, immigrants that bring lots of money with them. In the upper end, the billion-dollar – a lot of you guys are working with really, really high-end clients. Well, you think that market's going to reduce? Heck no, it's just getting started. Realize where you are. Be realistic about where you want to be, realistic in the sense that think big. And if there's anything we can do for you, request a free coaching call. Free coaching calls for agents.com. agents.com. Priority is obviously given to our existing coaching students. And for those of you who are ready to become coaching students, and listen. Do your homework, do the calendaring exercise I just asked you to do, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the radio. Have a fantastic day, and, again, talk with you tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.